0: You are listening to No PC Allowed, aka No Political Correctness Allowed, and I am Mac Iverson. Have you ever believed in something that wasn't really there? It just seemed like it was there. And even worse, it paralyzed you from moving forward because you thought your fear of it was an actual force, when in fact, fear is much like any other emotion that simply makes you aware of something. For example, hunger tells you that you need to eat. Thirst tells you that you need to drink. Loneliness tells you that you need to socialize and so on. But an emotion that tells you that you need to freeze up and surrender is not an accurate reading of that emotion or any emotion. Think about it. Our emotions are there to help us survive and thrive, correct? So any view that our emotions are there to cause us to self-destruct are lies. Fear in this case, is not like a grizzly bear chasing you through the woods kind of fear. In that case, wanting to surrender may actually cause us to lay down and cover our head and neck and play dead. That may be a good response. But for an entire society to simply believe the lie of a paralyzing fear and therefore drop dead or drop trowel, both meaning the same thing in this case, means falling for a fake emotion of fear or F-E-A-R, or false evidence appearing real. So what am I really talking about? What are many proud, freedom-loving Americans afraid of more than anything else these days? The left. And what has been the illogical response to this perceived threat from far too many conservatives? To pack up and move to Idaho or Alaska? Why? because they can't get you way up thar. Well, guess what? Yes, they can, and yes, they will. Until or unless we become aware of the Rules for Radicals Machiavellian game that they are playing against us like they are brilliant chess masters versus a bunch of first graders. In 1971, that piece of human garbage, Saul Alinsky, wrote a premiere on how to destroy society with his mind game playing book called Rules for Radicals. The book is essentially about bringing down goodness and replacing it with evil. In fact, he had written on his dedication page, and I quote, to the very first radical known to man who rebelled against the establishment and did it so effectively that he at least won his own kingdom, Lucifer. Unquote. This book is for radicals who don't have the brains or the guts to fight their enemy of free enterprise openly. It advocates, instead, for a phantom stealth guerrilla war, like they have in third world piss holes like Venezuela and Cuba and other such armpits. In other words, this war is a war by the stupid against the stupid. They can only win it if the Americans they're fighting are more stupid than the leftists who initiated this imaginary phantom war In fact, they're banking on winning, and so far they've done a great job of gaining every major field advantage that you can think of. They've won the Propaganda War, the Education War, the Election Fraud War, the Marxist Takeover of Corporations War, the Entertainment War, the Control of Information War, the Social Media War, the Justice System War, and about 40 or 50 other battlefronts, their side all holding the high ground. On our side, we've got talk radio, some podcasts, and websites, and books. Now again, I claim this is not a real war with guns and bullets and bombs, at least not fully yet. But they're getting extremely close to that. They've all but mastered the vital phase one, a non-shooting war. This war is imaginary because they have imagineered it. All mind tricks and smoke and mirrors so far. But, once you understand the master magician's tricks, he becomes far easier to defeat. And defeat him, we must. Before this imagined war graduates to phase two, or the real thing. This phantom left menace has so far used what communist fascist China calls elite capture of individuals like Bill Hates the Truth Gates, Jeff Suckabuck, George the Gangsta Soros, Barack Hussein Obama, and of course old Hilly or Hillary, amongst whole diaper loads of other useful idiots and nincompoops. Also, there has been ideological capture of a multitude of charities and even once highly respected institutions like the FBI, which now stands for Fascists, Bolsheviks, and Imbeciles, and the so-called Justice Department of the United States. There are four major aspects of why the phantom left is so successful so far. Number one, there is no real resistance yet to their lies. It's like the frog in the pot. It's like putting a a frog in a, a pot, turning up the heat, so gradually he boils to death. He's not really aware of it. That's why Americans are so passively accepting of all this BS. Number two, they lie about everything. We can go down the entire list, every single thing they love and give lip service to, they lie about. COVID, erased borders immigration, China, Ukraine, drugs, the climate, homelessness, election fraud, the LGBT WTFs, sex trafficking, January 6, reparations, race, sex, education reform, Crime and punishment, abortion, vaccinations, foreign aid, spying on Americans, God, the weaponization of justice, fake green energy, debt, welfare, and on and on and on and on it goes. They lie about absolutely everything. Lies, lies, lies. Every single topic you can possibly think of. Number three, they've successfully programmed conservatives to feel like losers. They're the losers because of all the rot that they stand for, but they've convinced us that were bad because they have all that persuasive, passionate, emotional, demonic energy that just won't cease. Why? Number four, they have lots of energy. Have you noticed what teenagers are like? The really sassy and rebellious ones? They may be ignorant and extremely immature, but they don't seem passive or weak at all. Where does all that arrogant confidence come from? Well, from raging hormones, of course, but also it comes from their ignorance and immaturity. Their energy and seeming strength is fueled by their character flaws. They're a mixed bag. So just like adolescents, leftists are loaded with negative character traits, but also a few vital positive qualities. And we know those are positive qualities because it fuels their energy and therefore their success. Success is good unless you're on the wrong side of reality like they are. The immature have tremendous advantages based on the truth that ignorance is bliss. Genuine knowledge of how things work can often weigh us down after a while. Too much reality. Airy-fairy leftists often cocoon themselves from the hardships of life. They live in their so-called higher education bubble, along with their fellow dingbat buddies. So, how do we as conservatives overcome these twin deficits of number one, feeling like we're on the losing side, and number two, they having all that youthful, passionate energy that drives them forward with a sharp cutting edge. Here's a major clue. Without vision, a people perish. Conservatives are not good at this. The reason why is because we tend to focus on the intellect to the great detriment of our passions. But passions can move mountains. Any kind of truth without passion ain't no kind of truth at all. All truth is God's truth, obviously. Then why should we ever get down about it? I'm not saying we should look at life through rose-colored glasses. Reality is often brutally painful, but persistent, passionate, laser-beam-focused attention to what we actually want will eventually turn into strong expectations for achievement. What happens when you actually expect Things to go your way as opposed to just really wanting them to go your way. And especially when your own reputation and strong work ethic and your very self identity are all tightly tied into it. You know that answer. That's when the tide for us starts to turn, and that's also when a major riptide will finally, finally start to move against the left because they don't have any truth on their side. Only airhead passions. Rainbows and unicorns in the land of the swirly-twirly lollipop forest. There's a massively huge difference between really, 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 really wanting something to happen and fully expecting something to happen. Which side do you think is going to actually come true? So strong vision creates a pathway in our minds to success. A powerful, assertive mindset is also required. But getting down to the nuts and bolts activities of fighting this stealth, almost invisible war, how do we fight what I claim isn't really there? Number one, we ignore them. Why even pay any attention to these liars, loons, and losers? Some of us on our side are really good at this, but that only affects us personally. In fighting a war, that just isn't good enough. Number two, we do the opposite of the dictates of the woke mafia, but this only goes so far. It's called negative conformity. Kids often do this when they're rebelling. They appear to be independent, but it's just a reverse mirror image of monkey see, monkey do. Negative conformity is still conformity. So that can only go so far. Number three, engage in civil disobedience. Now... We're getting warm. If laws are harmful and evil, then obviously we should break them and do so without guilt or even hesitation. And so, number four, we actively attack them. We go on the offensive. This means actual war, which is long overdue. Because the left always takes the path of least resistance, which is based on money and power, corruption is the easiest thing to fall into because it's so natural. We are born, according to the Bible, desperately wanting and sinfully wanting to have things our way. Not only that, but the Bible also says we are born with a strong desire for heavenly perfection, which is not bad, but those two desires combined makes us very tunnel visioned for what we want, not what God wants, not His will, but our selfish fallen will. So it's important that any time we want something, that it's in alignment with God's Word, acceptance of evil is not acceptable. Albert Einstein said, the world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. How did all this start? Today, we are facing, and I say this all the time, a hardened criminal political force, a lobby controlled by the mafia. One of the major reasons why the American urban mafia fell apart in the late 20th century was because the pursuit of easy money shifted away from just the urban centers and towards the massive global economy where market capitalization dwarfs anything that Al Capone or Lucky Luciano or Frank Costello were doing at that time. That old-time mafia got shadowed by the appeal of really big money. Simple as that. The new mobsters went where the money was, to globalization. And so here we are today. Sure, they like to dress it up with big tech and AI buzzwords and university educations, but hey, come on. It's still the same old-fashioned corruption from the Lower East Side of Manhattan of over 100 years ago. No difference, except the elite gangsters of today have far fewer ethics, it seems. One of the reasons why the left seems like a confused and disturbed multi-headed hydra these days is because it is. The mob merged with do-gooder liberalism to make it really weird. It's a demon wearing a smiley face mask, but the demon doesn't fully know it's a demon. It's fooled by its own mask. It uses gimmicks to confuse its victims. A quick definition of the law of attraction is that we attract into our lives whatever we are focusing on. If the godless left really, truly believed in all this law of attraction stuff, but the left still complains about all the unfairness and injustice of the world, then why don't they push like crazy not just visualization, but all those necessary character strength qualities that will help the poor and the oppressed that they constantly pretend to care so much about? If they really believed in self-actualization for the down and out, then wouldn't they preach the importance of showing up on time and working hard and being honest and being self-disciplined and being thrifty and going the extra mile and all the rest? Oh, but wait a minute. Then their voting base would succeed, and then they wouldn't need their victim-mongering Marxist medicated machinations and propaganda anymore. Well, that just won't do. Oh, well, it was a nice thought for a moment anyway. Visualization and super success is now only for the brave new world of the elites, the technocrats and the bureaucrats and lobbyists and the politicians and the deep state experts who they believe are easily one trillion times smarter than loser schmucks like you and me. In reality, those at the tip top of this global pyramid scam are mostly idiot savants. Somewhat brilliant, but mostly born privileged or just plain lucky in the business world, Being the first in can reap humongous rewards. For example, Bill Gates isn't necessarily a brilliant businessman. He was successful mostly because of how he positioned himself in the 1970s. In other words, he had vision and he showed up in time. These spoiled, elitist brats never had parents that stood up to them and said no firmly and with resolve. These leftist brats never had that, or if they ever did in our nation's history... That rebuking took a very long absence, but God-fearing humility better make a strong comeback now, or the USA is doomed. The reason why no one stood up to the left was because the so-called experts were the ones who were supposed to be trustworthy. They had America's welfare in mind. America was number one. But this was only assumed by us, and we know what the word assume means when you break it down. It makes a you-know-what out of you and me. So we Americans dropped the ball. Experts require lots of education. Colleges have been corrupted for many decades now. So this decay of America should come as no surprise to anyone. Ironically, we conservatives in general know better and we know more, typically a lot more, than they do. And so now these roles must be reversed as soon as possible. We need to be the parents while they easily and naturally fill the role of the snotty adolescents. When college indoctrinated captive audience world leaders leave these brainwashing centers and get jobs in the real world, and they drop the ball on purpose, then it becomes incumbent upon us, previously assigned the role of the children, to grow up very fast and to take the power away from them and to discipline them as wayward children in need of strong parental guidance. The woke rebelliousness of these elitist snot noses is actually a death wish. The very reason why they behave so unhinged and extreme and with no limits whatsoever on their unabridged evil insanity is because they are unconsciously, of course, these fools aren't bright enough to actually know this, unconsciously begging us, the hard-working middle-class parents to slap them down until they break they need to be broken and they want it just like kids will sometimes act up to get their parents attention they want and need this because their tortured souls can't stand the idea of them going to their graves with so much unfinished business in life but we live in such dark ages of a lack of wisdom and a lack of biblical christianity that they have no clue where to turn so they maniacally lash out like disturbed adolescents. At a recent San Francisco Board of Supervisors meeting, a young lady, and I'm being extremely generous with that term, said this. Now, don't get me wrong, I do like her enthusiasm, but she's a textbook perfect example of what I'm talking about. Hear her words. He or she, I can't tell, said, I hate this. I hate what you've done to us. I hate you. It sounds like she just finished watching a White House press conference, but no, you talk about a victim of the phantom left. They did that to her and millions of others like her in this stealth war without firing a shot. And most Americans still don't fully even get it, even with all that pain and misery and gnashing of teeth on full display. All these problems with the LGBT WTFs are basically problems of the super successful on steroids They've gone all this distance all these years, and finally, because of all of America's relative economic success for so long, we've gotten fat and happy and the LGBT WTFs going so long without really being challenged at all. They've gone completely insane evil because there's no iron sharpening iron on their side. It's malignant, metastasized growth without resistance from our side because we've been so silenced by George Soros' bribe machinery. He throws billions of dollars to buy off so-called non organizations that cut down America's moral and legal integrity. Over $32 billion from just one guy. You can easily bribe somebody for a few hundred bucks to throw them off their moral center. That's human nature, and it's been done time and time again with this whole LGBT WTF pride pyramid scam. So when you see these lying, fraudulent, thoroughly degraded, silly, corrupted, bought-off bozos with price tags on their pierced nipples, Oh, it's all about love. We just love you and want you to be yourself with us. We won't judge you at all. Unless you're a Republican, then they'll hate your guts. They come across as shining angels of light and loving acceptance. In reality, the darkest of demons possess them. We've all seen those movie trailers where you've got the benevolent clown or an angel, and then faster than you can blink your eye, they are revealed for their true evil, ugly selves. Aha! Now I've got you, you naive fool, and you're mine in hell forever. Finally, a lot of Christians think that the mark of the beast is just a tattoo. It might include that, but it will start as a belief system. Have you noticed, if you try to have honest conversation with these LGBTWTF fanatics, and you employ perfect, respectful sense and reason, many won't listen at all. They've taken on a permanent belief system that seems, at least, is unshakable. Once they've fully taken it on, they can't remove it, just like the mark of the beast. Once they've fully rejected God, they may not be able to find their way back. Obviously, this isn't just political. It is a profoundly spiritual endeavor that we on our side are embarking upon. Action step, only one. We need to go Teddy Roosevelt on the big players by busting up these monopolies. These are the grand illusion masters who control our perceptions, the phantoms. I know that's tough to do when the monopolies write the laws by bribing our politicians to make sure those monopolies never get broken. It's the control of the flow of information that really cripples our side, Fake search engines and fake fact check sites, control of big publishing houses and the drive by media, entertainment, education, and so on, all greatly benefiting the illusion of the funhouse mirror, making it appear that the leftist phantom menace is much more ominous than it really is. But we can still control that which is in our wheelhouse. Don't worry about the world, grow where you're planted, and start to take action. This journey appears to be long and arduous. In reality, we haven't much time at all. The 2024 elections are less than a year and a half away, and it is not looking good for our side at all. Where are you? Why aren't you working to save America? If you're doing something, that's great. Guess what? You need to do more. Get involved and do it now, because America is suffering from stage four cancer of the soul. I want to finish with an earlier quote from this podcast because it is so pertinent, it bears repeating. Albert Einstein said, The world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.